Are we recording? We're fucking recording. And Jerry is not having the water bottle. <laughs> what the did you do last time? Welcome back to Go to Therapy. You were like, I'm gonna cut and paste it. No, literally, it's gonna go in every episode. Every, it's gonna be our fucking theme song. Yeah. So Welcome we, back, baby. Someone throw a fucking beat behind it. Literally, <laughs> we can get an intro. We are going to have an intro. Fuck yeah. Not for the first couple episodes, because you know how I feel about this. Start it from the bottom, baby. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. But eventually, we'll have some sort of intro. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. For now, you're just going to come into like us shooting the shit and Jerry just... Snorting. In the background. Yeah. It's all good. He's going to fall asleep listening to the sounds of our angelic voices. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah, probably going to fucking be cranky as shit for a little time in between. It's okay. All good here. All love. All the time. Always. Um, so Janelle and I finally took our podcast pictures. Finally. So good. Today, it was an extravaganza of sorts. <laughs> we'll call it that. Yeah. So stay posted. Stay tuned. It's going to be phenomenal. I can't it wait. It already is phenomenal. It it's is. Just, we have to give it to the public, you know, give the people what they want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I want to blow it up on like a billboard. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We'll get there. Uh, stay tuned. Scribbling it in my journal. Oh yeah. Man- manifesting that shit. All the way. Yes. I fucking love that. So life updates. We recorded our first two episodes literally in a night. We were like soaring. And then I moved. So <laughs> life has been kind of crazy. And just like we thought we would be, we're sitting on the floor in my first apartment. Even wait, though stop. I in have the first couch. episode we were saying that. But like, yeah. you can't wait, stop it. Yeah. And I do have a couch, but we are still choosing to sit on the floor. Yeah. You know, it's just like the vibes. Exactly. Yeah. We, we wanna keep this shit raw. Mm-hmm. Raw and real always. It's like when you were a little kid and you just sat on the floor for fun. Exactly. That's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. And our first two episodes were recorded on the floor and I just feel like it's it's a vibe. Like, eventually, we'll get our own studio and have a couch, maybe. And we'll probably still sit on the floor. I was just going to say, we'll have mics <laughs> and we'll still be sitting on the floor. Yeah. Absolutely on the floor. I love it, though. In our PJs. Yes. Other than that, life updates, I feel like, is everything that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. For the most part. Just, like, the whirlwind of what's going on and how we want it to happen and be done with already, but it'll never be done. Because there's literally always more to do. Yeah. So to walk that back a little bit, because I feel like that makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense to us because, like, we were already having the conversation, <laughs> exactly. but, like, y'all are probably like, the fuck what? are these bitches talking about? So basically, Sam and I are certified guilty of always wanting more and better and faster and being done like yesterday. So although we're both in such good places in our lives, and I feel like we do still take time to, like give ourselves some credit Mm -hmm. we really just think about the next thing and and just want more and I don't feel like that's a bad thing but I I think that when your whole life is revolving around that next thing then it starts to become toxic exactly and I feel like that's kind of where I'm at for the most part and we've talked about this before but Mm -hmm. I'll let you like speak your piece too but where I'm at is Like, I can't sit here and enjoy anything, so to say, because I feel like I'm at, like, the phase where it's like, okay, I'll enjoy it once I get to this, Mm -hmm. and then that comes, and I'm like, okay, but if I stop now, like, I'm not going to get this done, so I'll enjoy it when I get to this point, Mm -hmm. and then 
when I get to this point and this point, and there's always like, it could be something so stupid, but I'll make it the reason that like, I don't stop or slow down. Yeah. And I feel like when I stop or slow down, I feel like I'm either like lazy or like I lost my ambition or like I'm a dirtbag. Never that. But like, it's such a weird feeling Mm -hmm. because like I can look at everything and I'm like holy shit like especially in this list like how long ago did we meet year and year and a half year I have no idea feels like fucking forever yeah but even in this last say year year and a half give or take like I've gone through so many phases within myself Mm -hmm. and like when I look back on it I'm like wow you've accomplished so much not even to like the external world not in the sense of, like, material things or, like, school, stuff like that. But I have transformed into such a different person. Yeah. And I feel like that is something I could take pride in. That's the thing yes. that I give myself, like, a pat on the back for. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do it with all the other things. Like, I agree. school. Because it's like, I'm almost done, but I'm not quite there yet. So I don't let myself be excited about the fact that I'm almost done because I'm not quite done. Exactly. Instead of being, like... You made it this far. Be proud of yourself. Be happy. I'm mm-hmm. constantly like, do better, do more, study more. Like, if I go out and I have fun and I have an exam or something, I'm constantly, you know this. You, you feel guilty. Yeah. I yeah. always feel guilty for not doing my schoolwork. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, my life has revolved around school for so long. Yeah. That I have to take a step back, but it's so hard. Because mm-hmm. you feel like if you do take a step back, it's so hard to tap back into. But I think that you think that, right? Mm -hmm. You feel like, okay, if I take a step back, then I'm not going to be the same driven, ambitious person Mm -hmm. when realistically that's who you are. So that's never going to change. And Mm -hmm. if you do take a moment to just sit back and enjoy yourself, it might actually launch you even further towards your goals Mm -hmm. because you're taking that time to yourself to just live life and enjoy because that's the whole point of being here. It's like you can have the dreams, the goals, the aspirations, and still be able to sit back and, and be proud of yourself mm-hmm. and enjoy what you've done thus far because if you don't, that's how life passes you by. Fuck yeah. That's how everything just fucking moves and it doesn't stop and then you're like, where did the time go? I never did all of these other things that I wanted to yep. do. Have fun, enjoy, let loose, be dumb, make mistakes, whatever. Because now is the time focused. to do it. Exactly. Because we're, we're young and dumb. Like now is the time where like if you do stupid shit, people expect it. Yeah. You don't want to be doing stupid shit when you're 40 and have a family and a husband and wife, kids, whatever the fuck you, whatever you have. But like now is the time to be stupid. So I think that that is my goal is to be a little more kind to myself, I guess. And just let loose. And just let yourself, allow yourself yourself to enjoy. I just want to let myself be. Yeah. For a few days. Mm -hmm. Like just do what makes my soul happy. Not give a fuck about anyone else's opinion about mm-hmm. it. And just be. And not have an all or nothing mindset. Not think that, oh, if I do this for one day, this is who I am as a person mm-hmm. and I won't tap back into that other aspect. Like, I think the biggest thing I know for myself is that having that balance. My mind likes to think in black and white. I like that structure. I like, you mm-hmm. know, things just being one way or another. 
And the hardest thing for me to realize in all of it is that, okay, you can be that person that goes out for a night and has fun and you don't have to go out every night. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go out every weekend. You don't even have to go out every month if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. You go out when you feel like it, you have a good time and you let yourself live your life. And then you go back to the person that you are, the corporate badass, the ambitious, driven person, Mm -hmm. because that's who you are day in and day out. And that's what you love and that's what you thrive off of. But... I think that because our personalities are so dynamic, if we don't allow the different parts of them to come out, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. Mm -hmm. Just putting yourself in one line, one box, you know, that's not who you want to be. That's not what's going to make you happy. No, not at all. And we have so many different boxes, both of us. Yeah. We have so many different characteristics, personality traits, like in and of itself, I feel like I am, like, five different people. I know. Like, at one. any given moment, who are you going to get? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one she is. I am is no- that a mental disorder? I don't know. I Probably not. I think that that might actually be, like, defined as schizophrenia. <laughs> or multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Maybe that one. But, like... And just because we have to put all these disclaimers up front, this is not us poking fun at mental health, mental yes. disorders. I know that we've said it probably in the first episode. Yes, a million um, times. But we like to keep things light and fun here. And if you are somebody who's struggling with any type of mental health issues, just know that we completely stand with you and our hearts go out to you tenfold. We're not sitting here to poke fun at things. We nope. poke fun at ourselves more than anything else. Yeah. So. No, exactly. Full and disclosure. Yep. We have a dark sense of humor. Yes. And I feel like that's how both of us cope with... That's how we manage, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, no. Not at all, you know, poking fun at people for having their issues. Because we all have them. feelings and all of the not-so-fun shit that Mm -hmm. comes with being human. And the things that people don't... They're not so open to talk about, you know? I feel like that's why I often joke about it maybe just to bring a little light so maybe somebody does feel comfortable to say something yes yeah but I also like would never want to offend someone by doing that yeah you want to have that safe space open for them should they want to come to you yep and then you also have your personality and your sense of humor and you know it is what it is yeah you're you yeah and I have this like weird not it's not weird but, like, you know when you say stuff and you're just like, why the fuck did I say that? <laughs> yes. And, like, or when you just, like, it, something came out, like, or not even it came out the wrong way. Like, someone interpreted what you were saying in the wrong way. Exactly, yeah. So, I have this thing that I tell myself because I often, like, get on my own back about, like, if I hurt someone else's feelings. Yes, Because I am not a mean person. No, and you care so much, like more than anybody I've ever met about how other people are feeling. So empathetic. It's it's so hard sometimes because I feel like people think like I'm mean or like I'm a bitch because I do have, like I have this dumbass sense of humor and the way that I say things sometimes is just like abrupt (laughs) and just aggressive. And then like after I'm like, oh my God, this person thought like I was being super aggressive when like. That's just, like, me being affectionate. I don't fucking know what it is. But I just, I'm very loud. I'm very outspoken. I have, I'm just fucking there. Yeah. And, like, I make myself known. So, since I know that I'm like that, I have given myself the grace of when I get, like, on my back, my own back about, like, 
someone took something I said the wrong way or I unintentionally hurt someone's feelings or maybe I was trying to do something that I thought was right and now I'm looking back on it and I'm like, shit, I probably shouldn't have done that. I give myself the grace of being like, as long as your intentions were pure and in the right place, no matter how someone else took it, like you were pure, you were nice, you were doing something that you felt was right Mm -hmm. and in the moment. Yes. And now if you feel like it may not have been, like it is fully up to you to go back and make it right if need be. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that is such an amazing realization because I know we've had conversations around this Mm -hmm. of, you know, saying how you feel in a polite manner, I guess, for lack of better terms, like saying how you feel, setting your boundaries, saying this bothered me, this hurt me, whatever, not allowing people to just walk all over you, but doing it nicely, Mm -hmm. not just being abrupt and saying like you know fuck you you're an asshole whatever yeah um just saying your piece and not feeling the consequence of how the other person perceived that Mm -hmm. because ultimately if they wanted to have a conversation about it and say like hey i know what i did upset you but also the way you came about it upset me you would be willing to have that conversation Mm -hmm. you know what that with anything that you say and do as long as your intentions are in the right place your heart is in the right place then it's not up to you to kind of filter through how everybody feels about Mm -hmm. how you are as a human being. And I feel like I'm at the point where, like, it's just going to bring up us, for instance. Like, we, me and Janelle, never argue, never bicker, like, none of that. But when it came to her moving, there was my part. On my part, I was bad with my planning. Whatever, I get very overwhelmed. Janelle knows this. And she had gotten a little bothered, which, don't blame her. And she approached me like, on a mutual level. Mm -hmm. And she didn't come at me for, like, my character. She didn't come at me like, you did this to intentionally hurt my feelings. She did it in the sense of, like, I know you didn't mean to do this, but it hurt my feelings, so I want to shine some light on it. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is what I respect because I would do the same to you. Absolutely. And, like, when I responded back, I was basically like, listen, I know that, like, it bothered you. I would have been bothered too. I apologize. Should have went about it differently. Yada, yada, yada. And that was it. It was like, we went right back to telling each other how much we fucking love each other. Exactly. And it wasn't, it doesn't have to be an argument. Yes. And it's nice because I feel like at this phase of my life, with the people that I have in my life, especially like my close, close friends, I feel like no matter what I say, no one takes it any other way because they know how I am. They know your heart. They know your intentions. They know you as a person. And that's the difference. When people really know you and take, give you the opportunity to show who you are as a person, mm-hmm. then those are the people that you connect with. Like one of my favorite sayings that I say all the time and remind myself of constantly is authenticity stands the test of time every time. So if you want to base how you feel about me off of one interaction, why don't you go ahead and have a bunch of them and then base your, mm-hmm. your feelings and decisions of me on the person that I really am. Like mm-hmm. you can, we can easily misconstrue one situation, one interaction that we have, one perception that we have of somebody mm-hmm. by anything. And if you take that one thing and you run with it, you're never going to connect with people on a genuine level. No. Because you're never going to get to know them. Exactly. Like I feel like especially in my close, close friendships, like I am the rawest version of myself. Yes, as you should be. At all times. And that's like... 
That's what I feel everyone needs. Yes. And I feel like we talked about this in, like, our first episode. Like, everyone needs a friendship, like, the friendship that me and Chanel have. Yes. It is so just pure and genuine and, like... Mutual. Yes. I would say, like, that's the key is we care about each other in the same capacity. Mm -hmm. We care to know each other. We care about what bothers each other. We care about what makes each other happy, what's going on in each other's lives. And there's no point of this that's ever one-sided. And I feel like that's what really makes the difference. You can't have that in a friendship, in a romantic relationship, even in a family relationship. Mm -hmm. The second it becomes you're carrying the weight of somebody else on your back, that's where the tension starts building. Yeah, because I feel like, especially once, like, one person realizes it, I feel like then the other... Like, there's that back and forth of, like... Because yeah. you're carrying them on your back for so long, then when you stop doing so, I feel like there's almost, like, resentment. Yep. You're, you have resentment towards the person that you were carrying, and then the person that you were carrying feels that resentment and starts... Viral. Yeah. Fucking hamster wheel, and you can... It's yep. so hard to get out of. Yeah. That's why, like, any type of... I hate to say conflict because I feel like conflict mm-hmm. has such a negative connotation around it, but mm-hmm. I feel like conflict is the correct word. Not all conflict has to be an argument. Yes. You have to address conflict as it comes head on. And like, I can't be sitting with any of that stuff because I know myself as a person and I know that if I sit on conflict and I try to like mm-hmm. figure out how the other person's feeling about it, I'm going to build resentment and I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. keep score. And I don't ever want to be like that with yeah. anybody. I don't ever want to be like, you did this and this and this and this and this and this is, and, and now we're here and then it blows up into this bigger thing that it ever needs to be. Yeah, like, meanwhile, like I, and that's how I feel like everything starts when like you have a spiraling effect in like a friendship, family, yep. any, any type of relationship. There's one stupid little thing that someone keeps score of and then every little thing after that, that majority of the time would not even bother you, wouldn't affect you, you would not think twice about it, becomes super significant. Because you never address the root issue. And the root issue could be something so stupid and minute, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it blows up into a fucking <sighs> whirlwind of fucking emotion and animosity and just negativity. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need to validate people's feelings. I feel like because if you don't, then that person's going to always keep score, build resentment, and all the things. And I feel like I've set the tone of like. And I've made it a point to set the tone that, like, you could, not even just you, but just anyone, like, if I do something that bothers you, just come tell me. Yeah. Just because say it. Like, my, me knowing myself, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, and I mean that in, like, the nicest possible way I could be to myself, but I am. Like, I just, <laughs> I say the first thing that comes to my mind. I have no fucking filter. And half the time I am picking on myself, so it's fine. Uh-huh. But, like, I forget sometimes that if I, like, pick at someone else a little bit, like, in a joking manner, that, like, I might have hurt their feelings. Yeah. So, like, I'm not doing it to be mean. Exactly. So, if I hurt your feelings, just fucking tell me. Just say the thing. And, one, I'll probably feel like a piece of shit and probably cry. <laughs> but still tell me because, exactly. like... Exactly. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah. And, two, like, I will make it known, like... That was not my intentions. Exactly. My intentions were literally to be like, 
goofy silly and now yep. I'm just a fucking idiot. And then what that does is it affords you the opportunity to show what your intentions were, to speak them, to put them out there. So this other person isn't just thinking whatever they might think about you. And that's why I think it's so important to just say the thing. I don't care how hard it is. Mm -hmm. And you can even preface it by saying this might come out a little X, Y, and Z, mean, nasty, whatever. But here's what I need to say. Because not everybody knows how to say the difficult things. And I get that. But hard conversations need to be had. And I feel like those hard conversations make you so much closer with a person. Absolutely. As long as long as they take them well. Like even <laughs> our conversation, it was literally like, I wish that I could like read you guys the texts <laughs> because it was so not even remotely an argument yeah. in any way, shape or form. It was honestly a beautiful conversation. That and it made me feel so much closer to you because I was like, wow, if Janelle were to do something that bothered me, like I would be able to approach her about yes. it and not feel like she was going to be like, fuck you, you're, like, I, never. no, I know you yeah. would never, but, like, it was nice that, and I knew that from the jump, mm -hmm. that you would never, but it was nice having the clarification that, like, we can have the hard conversations yep. if they need to happen. Yeah, we owe that to ourselves and our friendship to be able to say anything that we need to at any time. And, like, that's where, like, obviously it is hard sometimes when, you want to have the conversation with someone and you don't know how to and then you kind of like go to a third party. Mm. And I feel like everyone's intentions with going to a third party are pure. Yep. For the most part. Not always, but like I'm, I'm at fault for this. I've done it before and I've gone to a third party and tried to get like advice. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like sometimes people interpret it as like you were talking shit to this person Yada, yada, yada. Gossip, and, and that yeah, was not the intention. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so yeah. hard sometimes to, like, sit back and give yourself the grace of knowing, like, I went to this third-party person because I didn't know what to do. Yep. And, like, you don't have the answers to everything. And no. It is hard when you're dealing with other people's emotions and you're dealing with your own emotions. And me and you both have big emotions. Yep. And <laughs> I know a lot of people with big emotions. And it's hard. It's hard yeah. to know what you're feeling at all times and it's hard to always worry about what other people are feeling exactly I think that's one of the downfalls of being such an empathetic person mm -hmm. is it's so hard to just say like to accept that you're feeling a type of way and you have to act on it because all you're doing is taking the other person's feelings into consideration this is going to bother them this might hurt their feelings this might make them upset blah 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 and then you need to let the initial fire burn. And then once it burns out, you can go and have your civil conversation with that person. And I will say, just from personal experience, any time that I have ever had, like, a difficult conversation to have with someone that I'm close with, I have, like, driven myself crazy. Yep. I've driven myself to the point of, like, nonstop thinking about it. Like, getting myself, like, upset that yeah. I had to have this conversation. And then I have the conversation and the person's reaction is exactly what I could have rationalized it being but I was had so much built-up anxiety about it that mm -hmm. I made it so irrational and made it like this person's gonna hate me forever and ever and ever and then the conversation ends with us being mutually like thank you for that exactly and like it is so hard but it's so nice to finally get to that point yep absolutely and to have those people that you can be that way with and that will be that way with you too because I think that 
I'm huge on reciprocity. Like I've, I can only do so much for my side of the relationship. And then if that's not coming back, then like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Yeah. You can only dish out so much. Somebody has to pour back into you as well. So you need those friendships and relationships where you can go out of your way to have those conversations, regardless how much angst, anxiety it made you feel up front. But they're going to do the same thing when something bothers them. They're going to know that they can come to you mm-hmm. and they're going to know that they can say the thing that's difficult for them because you'll be that person that's going to look at it like, okay, that makes sense. Be rational about it and mm-hmm. hear them out and validate their feelings. Yeah. And listen, like, that's not always going to be the case. Like, yeah. because you can't control other people. Yeah. And you can't control the way that other people take your actions or words or anything. Yeah. So it's not always going to be like a fucking field of thank yous and I'm so happy for our friendship. There's going to be times where it blows up in your fucking face. And it's just hard for a little bit until it gets better. Yeah. And like it's hard when like, especially I feel like growing up because like, for example, like, High school Sam. I feel like I have this, like, fear that people still look at me like who I was in high school. Mm. And, like, maybe some people do because there's people who don't know me Yeah. now. They yeah. only know me from high school. Or even a fucking year and a half ago, two years ago, I was a completely different person. Yeah. And, like, were my intentions always pure? I think so. But, like, was there times in my life where I could have done better? Absolutely. Yeah. And I have such a hard time, like, wrapping my head around the fact that, like, I can be someone different to every single person. Yeah. Perception, like, how people perceive you is not your problem. Exactly. And that took me so long to finally, like, get comfortable with. Like, not everyone is going to love me. Not everyone is going to like me. Yeah. Not everyone is going to think that I'm this amazing person. There's going to be people that think I'm a fucking asshole. There's going to be people that are like, Sam's a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> there's there's going to be people that are just like, you know, I don't really like her. I don't know what it is about her. Her vibe's off. I don't like her vibe. Yeah. Because you you can't and, mesh with everybody. Yeah. And, and you don't. That's the thing. Like, you also have to look at it from your perception. Like, there's plenty of people that you're like, okay, they're nice, they're whatever. And, like, I don't hate them, but I, I'm just, I don't vibe with them. Yeah. And that's fine. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm very, like, tuned into that. So, like, I know when, like, to say certain things now. Mm. Sometimes. With people. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I go a little overboard. Sometimes we put the filter on and sometimes we just rip that bitch off. Like, <laughs> for the most part, it's ripped off. But <laughs> sometimes I try to behave myself when I'm first meeting people. <laughs> until they get the like the feeling for like who I am. Yeah, like the full blown Sam. At first they get like the little preview and then they upgrade their package and they're like, whoa. <laughs> they're not more than I ever expected. Yep. Hell yeah, I love that though. Because you know what? What I like about that is I hate when you get the overtop version of somebody up front and then they dull down over time. I would rather the opposite. Mm-hmm. I would rather somebody be a little bit dull up front and then gr- grow and blossom into this like big personality, amazing person, whatever. Because to me, it's like, it's disappointing if you come off strong and then you're just like, this is you on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, a dud. Yeah. And that's so mean. Like, I'm, I'm so mean for even, like, comparing anyone to that. But, like, that's, that's, <laughs> I didn't mean that. Damn it. Like, this is what I mean, guys. <laughs> what we're talking about. No filter. No filter. But, like, that's essentially, like, that's what I thought of when you said that. Like, yeah. it's this big explosion and, like, you're anticipating, like, this whirlwind of, like, 
fuck yeah, like we're gonna have so much fun together. Yeah, yeah. And they're just not that way. And then it's and then you're almost like, that's what it is. You're disappointed. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, are you disappointed in yourself because like you? Hi. <laughs> Good morning, Jerry. <laughs> um, it's like, are you disappointed in yourself because you let like this? And I feel like this more or less goes for relationships, not so yeah. much friendships. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm the queen of this. I am a hopeless romantic. Same. I can make scenarios in my head like... Your soulmate is going to come on the seat of a plane that you got switched on. And yeah, you're going to yeah. have the snacks and the smile and yeah. the thing. Like, yep. And you're going to know right, right away. away. <laughs> your soulmate. You're yeah. just going to happen to live in the same state. He's just on a, a business trip. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Literally. But I want it. Yes. Like, I think about it, and when I say it out loud, I'm like, yo, that shit's fucking gross. Exactly. Like, it's a disgusting Hallmark movie. But, like, can it happen to me? But, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm gonna book a flight tomorrow. (laughs) Where are we going? Like, searches on the plane, soulmate, soulmate, where are you at? Who who wants to switch seats? (laughs) This one's not it. I know it's not. I'm sorry. I need a window. (laughs) More light room. More light room over here. My husband must be up there. (laughs) More like you because my husband is definitely over six foot. <laughs> Hell yeah. But like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like I have such this, like, excitement towards that part of my life. Yep. Where like, and I feel like it's nice because like I see a lot of my friends who are like at that stage. Like, mm-hmm. even my sister. Like, she's engaged, she's planning her wedding, like, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting, and I get excited for, like, when that time comes for me. Yeah. But, like, bitch, you need a person before you can plan a wedding. So, like, chill. All I can think about is how that was the perfect tie-in. Like, Jesus Christ, we just went on such a beautiful tangent and walked it right back into what we were initially talking to about you wanting your person and, like, how you want it now, here and now. We're really good at this podcast shit. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Who fucking knew? <laughs> Maybe we should get mics. Maybe we should upgrade. We, we might. It. We might. Catch us getting mics after this podcast episode is recorded. Fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll even get, like, um... Fuck, what is that called? When the people, like, sponsor. Oh. <laughs> A sponsorship. Third episode, sponsor me. <laughs> We oh just God. did our pictures today. Sponsor me. And we took them so on self-timer. <laughs> I hate us on the floor in my first apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way, truly. But I hear you so much. And, like, when it comes to just wanting more and better for yourself, like, I, we have had many conversations about how I feel about this. And I feel like, for me, it's so heavy. Like, for me, this is – it's such a deep-rooted, like – I don't want to say trauma that I've had, but I feel like in one way or another it links to that because I I had talked to you about this before, how when you gave me the book, Tuesdays with Maury, mm-hmm. it gave me so many amazing realizations, and I'll plug that. Like, if, if you haven't read the book, Tuesdays with Maury, it's such a short read, but it's one of those books mm-hmm. that are timeless, and you can get something out of it every time you read it. Mm-hmm. And Sam gave me that book to borrow, and when I read it, what I noticed in the book was that... <clears throat> I lived my life in a season of acceleration 
thinking that I would never have enough time to get to where I want to be. And what I mean by that is I've always been the type of person who have, who has had extremely large goals for themselves. Like I think things are possible for myself in my life that people don't even want or think about in their own lives. And for me, I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. And like so driven and ambitious, whether it be for my career, whether it be for the person that I end up marrying one day, whether it be for vacations that I want to go on, friendships that I want to have, like (laughs) I just have such a big vision for myself. I dream big. And with that, when I was in high school, I lost a lot of people in a short period of time and at a young age. And a lot of them were young and some of them were rather tragic. And because of that, I never thought that I would live long enough, which sounds so dark. (laughs) I never thought that I would be alive long enough to live out all of my hopes and dreams and to see them come to fruition. And subconsciously, what that did for me is it forced me to always live in a season of acceleration. So I want the next best thing because I need to get to the next step. And not even so much like I'll be happy if and when, that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. But it's more or less like I need to do this faster than anybody else has ever done it because in my mind I didn't think that I would be here long enough to achieve everything that I wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. But you know what I never did is I never took the the second to question why I wanted any of that in the first place. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that's what I should be doing. And there's so much that comes along with that. I feel like, like I said, I feel like it's so heavy. No, it is. And I like that you said that, like, you never thought of why. Like, why should I do this? Yeah, It just felt like it was it. something that, like, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I have to do, and this yeah. is how I'm going to do it, and uh-huh. I'm going to be the best of the best, and this is it. Mm-hmm. And perfection comes along with that, like being, not not perfection because that's not obtainable, but like feeling like I have to be perfect, feeling like I yeah. Yeah, have to do everything better than anybody has ever done or seen it before, feeling like I need to challenge all of the norms and, and just and be this. Even in that, like that's on your own scale, so realistically yeah. it'll never be your definition of good enough. Nothing, yeah. Because nothing you be are enough. literally competing against yourself. Mm-hmm. And against this version of yourself that you think you should be. Mm-hmm. And you're missing out on the version of yourself that you are. Yeah. And it's so hard because everyone I feel like is obsessed with the future. Yeah. And it's hard not to be because especially at this phase of life. Yeah, I agree. Like your early 20s is all about... Building your future, character development, like figuring it out, figuring it all out. And the truth is, like, people say that that happens in your early 20s, but like, that's your whole life, dude. I was just gonna say, like, does anyone ever figure that shit out? Yeah, like, no, like, there's no way you could figure out everything. Like, there's always gonna be something else that happens. And how often do you see people in their 40s, 50s getting divorced, taking new careers? going back to school, doing things that they wish they would have done when they were younger, going on these crazy trips, the midlife crisis thing. I guess that's exactly what it is, right? Because yeah. nobody ever took the time in their mistake-making, in their building phase to say, you know, what do I really want and why am I doing all of this? Yeah. And for me, like, I will never stop dreaming big. I will never stop having these goals and these visions for myself that are insane because that's just who I am as a person. And mm-hmm. that I know, that I'm rooted in. But... What I do want to be able to do is just, like, 
fucking enjoy the fruits of my labor. Like, yeah. no, sit exactly. there and appreciate how far I've come and that I will get there. Yeah. And if I don't get there, who is going to say, like, you where, didn't do this? Yeah. And you who's going to say that? that where you're at isn't better? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's not better, but it's where you're at. Yeah. And who's to say that that's wrong or that you didn't do something right with your life? Like, it's all just a fucking game that we play. Yeah. And like, it's... Pressure. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the pressure that you put on yourself. Yes. And like, sometimes it's hard to do. And like, I've been trying to do it a little bit more is like, take, take a step back and look at myself the way that I look at like my friends yes. or the way that like I look at my family or the way that I look at a random fucking stranger that I saw build herself up or himself up from nothing mm-hmm. and appreciate what they've done. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's nothing better than seeing like someone who like you love and care about work for things and like have the things that like they've always wanted. And like, it's so nice and it gives you such a warm, fuzzy feeling mm-hmm. for someone else. But like we always forget to do that for ourselves. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to have that warm, fuzzy feeling for yourself. You're allowed to feel like, I did this. Like, I'm proud of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's it's hard. And I feel like people think that it's, like, um, cockiness. Yeah, but not at all. Yeah. It's just appreciation. And it gets misconstrued sometimes. And, like, more or less, I feel like in my own head it gets misconstrued. Yeah. Like, if I make it known that I'm proud of myself, I feel like people will think, like, why the fuck is she proud of herself? Yeah, they'll like, be like, for what? And meanwhile, you're sitting here. And I think, that, I mean, that can get into social media and just perception and people as a whole. But it's mm-hmm. like, you're allowed to be proud of your own accomplishments and, and somebody else is always going to think that something out there is better, right? Like, yeah. For example, somebody posts their first car. Maybe it's like a 2003 Toyota Corolla and they're so fucking happy that they got their first car because they were able to scrape together enough money to buy it and they're they're proud of the ownership and all that stuff. And then you're going to have a kid who just got handed a brand new Maserati and is like, why is that why is that person proud of their fucking Corolla? Yeah. Like there's always going to be somebody who's you're not going to be good enough for, so yeah. be good enough for yourself. Exactly. And like literally no one else. Yeah. And it sounds so selfish. I feel like when I say it out loud, like, do everything for yourself. But I mean that in, like, the purest sense yeah, of like the you term. you have to fill your own cup first. And I think the difference between selfishness and selflessness is when you're selfish, you're focused and dialed in on yourself 24-7. When you're selfless... You put yourself first, yes, but then you can go out and you can take that whole version of yourself and bring it to other people and mm-hmm. provide value. Yeah. You can't provide value. You can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. It's not possible. No. And we try. We try to overextend ourselves. And then, like, what I fucking hate is when people are like, oh, she's so selfless. Oh, they're so selfless. They're fucking burning on a hill over here. And you can see that they're driving themselves crazy to make everybody else happy. To me, that's not admirable. Mm-hmm. That sounds like torture. Yeah, real life torture. Like, let that person worry about themselves for a second and then see who they bring to the table for you and that person and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because I genuinely think that this world would be a better place if everybody just took a moment and looked at themselves in the mirror, figured out what is going to make me happy, what is going to fill my cup, what do I want out of this life. 
Mm-hmm. And then let me go out and let me worry about everybody else. Yeah. Once I figure that out first. Bro, and it's hard because, like, I even had to do that, like... And I feel like I did that... I know I keep saying, like, two years ago, whatever. You're in a very transitional period. Like, you're a, you're coming out of your shell, mm-hmm. out of this beautiful transformation. And it was a rough one. And, like, there yeah. was a time when, like, I had to look in the mirror and I had to really think, like, would I like me if I met me? Wow. And, like, there was things that I was like, holy shit. Like, I probably wouldn't like me if I met me. Mm. And that's hard. Like, that shit fucking hurt. Yeah. And, like, it hurt me. And, like, it took me a while to, like, realize, like, there was friendships that, like, I should have done more on. There was friendships that, like, I could have done better. Mm-hmm. There was things that I said that, like, I probably shouldn't have said and I'm not proud of. And, like, if I were who I am now, like, I probably wouldn't said, done, whatever had happened. Yeah. And, like, that shit hurt. And I was like, whole, like, wow. And that's when I had the realization that, like, I have nothing to offer anyone because I haven't even found myself yet. Wow. And I had to go back and rewire, so to say. hmm And not even rewire, but, like, I had to realize, like, the things that I actually felt were important in my life. Yeah. Figure the basis. And, like, allow myself to realize, that like, the things that I find important may not always line up with what everyone else in my life finds important. Mm-hmm. Like, I have some weird hobbies and quirks that like most people would be like oh she's a little like corny for that but like that's what fills your cup mm -hmm. ultimately and I feel like since I had that realization of like I fucking hate who I am or who I'm becoming and I'm just glad that like I caught on to it before it spiraled yeah and part of it did have to do with the phase of my life and it had to do with the whole getting a wraps of my anxiety, my depression. Mm-hmm. And I think that that also was a big part of it because when you were in a depressive episode, it's easy to look at yourself and feel a burning hatred for every single part of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you come out of a depressive episode and you feel like certain things are still not what you would want from another person, it takes a lot to like, see those characteristics in yourself and realize that they're not nice. Yeah. And fix them. I think that the fact that you could even do that, look yourself in the mirror, and I mean, this could be metaphorically speaking, or you could physically look yourself in the mirror, you know, whichever one you choose. Just take a deep dive into yourself and be like, who am I? Do I like this person? Mm -hmm. Do I like the way that my life is going? Mm -hmm. And ask yourself those tough questions and then make adjustments where things don't align with who you are, who you want to be. I think that that says so much about you as a person because of the fact that you want to do better and you want to grow and you want to be this amazing, full, kind, loving, caring person. You do that for you because that's who you are at your core, but then everybody else benefits from that. Mm -hmm. You know, every soul that you touch, every person that you encounter in life, you being a happy, genuine, aligned person with you 
just makes you be able to flourish in every point of life. And I think that there needs to be multiple touch points with yourself throughout your life to say like, am I still aligned? Am I, are we still in a good place? How are mm-hmm. we feeling? You know, mm-hmm. what are we doing? And you're going to have to continually make adjustments. Yeah. Cause perfection is not obtainable. You're never going to be this perfect version of yourself mm-hmm. there. I think the whole premise of what we're talking about here is there's no end point to this. Mm-hmm. There's no if, and when there's no, you get to the top of the hill and you fucking made it. If that were true, then somebody would have written a handbook on how to do this thing called life. And it would be a best fucking seller. And I'm sure that there's some way that we would still fuck it up. Yeah. And that's okay. Totally fine. You're you supposed figure it to, out forever. You're supposed to make mistakes. You're supposed to fuck up. You're supposed <laughs> to fucking hurt people's feelings. Because at the end of the day, it's how you react to all of that. Okay, so I hurt this person's feelings intentional unintentional how did that make me feel am i going to do that again mm-hmm. maybe some people will yeah whatever and then how do i react to that like do i apologize to this person like yeah assessing these different situations assessing yourself in the hard situations and saying did i act in a way that was out of who i am as a person yeah. and like that's also what's hard like it is hard to be like the best version of you at all times it's impossible, it's impossible. you yeah. cannot be the best for the best version of exactly. you at all times there's going to be times when you step out of character. Yep, absolutely. And it's the ability to realize, I stepped out of character on that. I don't like the way that made me feel. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out what made me step out of character and mm-hmm. let me not do that again. For myself. Exactly. Not for anyone else, but because that made me feel like shit. Yeah. And, and I, think, I don't want to feel like shit. Exactly. And I think you will always, if there was collateral damage in that, go ahead and fix it. Like, I think that you as a person will always go out of your way to make sure that somebody else is good too because you look at yourself. You're, you're like, okay, I did something not in my character, not how I want to convey myself as a person. Because of that, I hurt X, Y, and Z or I did something that bothered X, Y, and Z. And you'll always go out there to fix that. And I admire that about you as a person because I think that it takes a lot to be willing to say, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you'll, you would. You absolutely would. And you have. Like, we'll, we'll walk it right back to that conversation that we had. You're like, yeah, I, I don't like the way that I handled that situation when we were talking about when I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, here's what I'm going to do to fix it. Mm-hmm. Which I, all I wanted you to do was just hear what I had to say. But you took it that extra mile to say, like, I know that I hurt you. And here's what I'm going to do to make it better. Which I think is so incredible. And I think that is such a mature characteristic on your part. And I wish... So many more people were like that, but I'm so thankful to have that at least in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And I know that there is just like a pure soul sitting right across Stop the floor it, from me. me. <laughs> like I just love that so much. It gives me so much hope. It is, and it's like it's strange to me that like I have all these big ideas and all these like concepts, and like I'm constantly questioning like myself. And it's so weird because I constantly question my own emotions, but to everyone else, I'm like, feel what you have to fucking feel. Exactly. Like, your emotions are valid. Everything you feel is valid. Yes. No matter what it is. It could be the most absurd thing in the entire world. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, valid. Exactly. If you felt it, it's valid. But then you question everything that you do Mm because you're your own biggest critic. Always. Always. And, like, it's so hard for me sometimes to think, like, the things even, like, I, like, say hobbies. Like, I just started painting, mm-hmm. and I find it to be very, like, relaxing. It definitely, like, I, the other night I was just, like, not in 
the headspace for like anything. I did not want to be bothered. I didn't know why I was so like on edge. I just felt like my body was like not my body. Like mm-hmm. I just, need, I felt like I wanted to curl out of my skin. And I was trying to like rationalize with myself and like bring myself back. And the more I tried, the worse it was getting. Yeah. So I sat down and I painted. And like some people might look at me sitting on my floor painting like weird. Or like look at it a certain way, but why do I care? Yeah, that's so hard. It's like something that you do for yourself that like everything's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You Mm -hmm. have these like mainstream things that people do for themselves that everybody just categorizes as good. Like let's say going to the gym, for example, everybody's like, yeah, that's a good thing. We want to do that, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then you can look at something like painting or taking a dance class or, you know, anything, anything that's creative and outside of the realm. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people are going to love it and some people are going to hate it. And I think because it's like a controversial thing and we are such people pleasers and we just want to be like the best all the time and everybody love us and everybody love everything, Mm -hmm. um, that that's hard to rationalize because ultimately we know deep down inside that you're doing this for you. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about it. And nobody even has to know that you're doing it, quite frankly, not that you should keep your talents in a closet. I'm literally displaying one of Sam's artworks on my wall. Um, (laughs) Not that you should ever keep it in a closet and contain yourself, but it's like, as long as you know that you're doing it for you and it's something that helps you, the thought should stop there. Mm -hmm. It should not continue into what would this person think about this? What would that person think about it? You probably have this thought because I know I do. What would my future partner think about this or of me? Yeah. Like, and and it's crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. And like, let's be honest. Every single person has some weird shit that they do. Yeah, and painting isn't even weird. No, it's not. Not at all. Like, painting, <laughs> Just honestly, for the record. No, not at all. Painting, reading, anything that makes you feel fucking happy yeah. is not weird. But to someone else, it may always seem weird. Yeah. And, like, I have this weird... It, this all goes back to, like, the way that people perceive me. And I yeah. hate that, like, I even think about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I went through a phase in my life where, like, I was partying. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like now everyone sees me and, like, I, at that time, was a drinker. And, like, I took pride in that. Like, I was happy that, like, I could out-drink most men. Like, I could drink majority <laughs> of the guys I know under a table. But, like, that's... I fucking love that. Yeah, and, like, it's funny. But, like, now yeah. I look back on it and I, like, kind of get embarrassed. And, you, and it's, like, why? Because yeah. that was me. And then I feel like now I get embarrassed because... Like, in my mind, that wasn't who I wanted to be. So now I'm, I get embarrassed that people may still see me as that. Sti- uh-huh. Still <laughs> see me as that because that's not who I wanted to be. Uh-huh. And it's not who you are now. I mean, parts of that person are still there. Like, yeah. And, like, I'll go out and have a drink and whatnot. And, like, there's times when, like, yes, do I go out and get drunk? Absolutely. I'm 23 years old. Like, and also, that's such a normal thing to do yeah. at, like, any age or any And, like, no one thinks anything of it. Besides but, you. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that... So, when I talk about, like, painting, reading, and, like, all these deep, like, thoughts and concepts, I feel like all that people think of me is, like, me shotgunning 10 beers. But, like, <laughs> but it's, like, both can exist, right? Like, yes, you can shotgun and, 10 beers and then fucking facilitate a meditation for your friend group right after while you guys are trashed. Like, they all can exist. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I have to allow myself to appreciate all of my transitional phases within this transitional phase. Yeah. And, like, I have to allow myself to realize, like, yes, some people may look back and maybe they only saw me when I was drunk. 
Sorry to those that did. Maybe you <laughs> loved it. If you did, like, fair. Honestly, anybody who has ever enca- ever had an encounter with you should feel fucking honored <laughs> at any level of intoxication. <laughs> or not. <laughs> but, like, and, and like, like, there's going to be some people that are like, ah, she's a partier. And whatever. And to at eat- the end of the day. Yeah. You're, the way people perceive you is not your problem. And I think we need to do a whole episode on perception. I think that'll be a good one. We definitely do, because I feel like that is, like, my biggest thing. Yeah, I feel like we'll go off on that one. I definitely will go off on that one, because I feel like I've been going off on it for, like, a hot second. I yeah. fucking love it so much, yeah. though. It's all I'm such... definitely going to, like, ream into that one. Ream yeah. into myself on that one. <laughs> and same, because I think we all care to a certain extent what people think. Absolutely. Everybody does. And it's, it's just human nature. Yeah. It's you want to be liked. We thrive off of connection. And I think that's, that's something that people fail to realize is that's a basic human need. Like we're wired for connection. Yeah. And everybody wants to fight it so much and be like, oh, I don't care. I don't give a fuck, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like everybody ultimately cares at least a little bit. So I don't want to hear none of that. We'll talk about it more. Absolutely. <laughs> that it. just brought me to, hold on, I'm going to find it. I think I sent it to you yesterday. Janelle doesn't use TikTok, but I constantly am sending her TikToks, and I don't even know if she watches them. Or I do. I watch, like, 99% <laughs> of them, and then sometimes they get buried in text, but I do watch most of the ones that you sent me. That's fair, because yeah. usually, like, I'll send you a TikTok, and then I'll also send you 25 pictures of Jerry and, like, my toes that are painted, or, like, my... I just self-tan, and Janelle got <laughs> 20... one leg. Yeah. Janelle got 25 pictures of my one leg. Yeah. Looked phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, hold on. I have to find it, because I was thinking about it and like as soon as I saw it I was like this I need to bring this up on the pod the pod I don't we talk too fucking much I love it though it's what this is all about okay so it's a tiktok so I'm not gonna like use I'm, I'm gonna use their words but I saw a tiktok and some girl posted it and said my therapist told me trauma prevents you from having healthy relationships because you replace strategies of connection with strategies of protecting yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And that I feel like just wraps up everything that we're saying. Yeah. Because I feel like especially in this like day and age with social media and mm-hmm. everything being almost like a fake connection because you're doing it through a phone. Like mm-hmm. even let's just say Snapchat. Like do you really send everyone like a Snapchat picture that like you don't look good in? No. You put a filter on it, especially if it's someone that, like, you're flirting with, like, you're sending cute Snapchats, like, you're trying. Yeah. Like, there's been so many times where I've taken Snapchats that I'm sending to someone that, like, I won't even be interested in, but, like, I just don't want them to think that I'm fucking ugly. Mm -hmm. And I'll look at it and I'm like, ew. And I'll retake a Snapchat that they see for five seconds that no one even really gives a fuck about. Exactly. Because of their perception. Yeah. And you're putting on this best front of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so easy to just break off everything to protect yourself yeah it's it's easier but that's like the lonely path that I would never want to freaking walk we had this conversation literally yesterday when I asked you like your perception on everything and Janelle called me out Completely. I mean, she called herself out too at the same time. Yes, yes. Because we're both very, very similar. Yes. And she basically said, like, me and her have this whole, like, idea of who we want 
in our lives romantically. Mm-hmm. And we both won't allow ourselves to even, like, get to know someone. But what we failed to realize until I feel like we had the conversation yesterday was that that has everything to do with us. Yeah. In ourselves and not the people that we're talking to. Exactly. Because it's so easy to, like, start to... Even, like, finding someone, like, attractive. Like, that weirds me out for some reason. And mm-hmm. I just abort mission. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's literally, like, it's, it's an attractive man, Sam. Fucking relax. Like, exactly. you're allowed to find someone attractive. You're allowed to enjoy conversation with someone. You, like, automatically look for reasons to write them off. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, meanwhile, they could be the sweetest person in the world. And I'm writing them off literally to protect myself from... <laughs> What should, could, might not even be. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the one thing that I said to you yesterday that I think hit me deeper is you're not even giving yourself the opportunity to find an actual reason to not like them. Mm -hmm. You're giving yourself all these reasons why you think you might not like them, but you're not even giving them a chance to actually not like them because you're scared of liking them. Yeah. Which is crazy. Or I'll do the opposite where I will like make it seem in my head like there's no way that they could possibly ever like me so I'll just sabotage the fuck out of it yeah I'm the self-sabotage queen that's another episode too yeah we have so many we have so many episodes (laughs) but I think it's time to wrap this one up I agree Jerry is awake and (laughs) bouncing around (laughs) but I will leave everybody with this one quote which is what I try to say to myself on a daily basis and that is be where your feet are. Amen. Mic drop. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's the end of the vibe. <laughs> Catch us next time on Go to Therapy, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>